Wicklow Brave is tanking along for Paul Town in the coming there very strongly now as Wicklow Brave sweep past the whole field in the county. Hello and welcome along to the Long Shot Value podcast with myself, Lee Menahan, and the founder of At Long Shot Value, Aidan O'Hara. Aidan, welcome along today. Thanks, Lee. Aidan, um, we're doing this podcast here today because we're going to be previewing the Cheltenham Festival, which is kicking off next week. But before we get into that, Aidan, if you want to just give us a bit of background and history of At Long Shot Value on Twitter. Well, Long Shot Value is generally just about doing exactly what it says on the tin. It's about finding value at the big prices. I mean, I'm a small punter. I'd imagine most of the people follow me are probably small punters. So, you know, having winners at small prices isn't what we're about. We're trying to find, get a big winner, um, you know, at, at a decent price and find the value at that end of the market. It's probably easier to do as well because you're only really looking at the ones that are, you know, above 25 to 1, that kind of thing. It's probably easier than looking at every horse in the field. But it's all about finding the value, finding something that's, say, 33 to 1 that has maybe a 20 to 1 chance. And if you do that enough times, over a year or a longer time to work out profitable, you know. Very good, Aidan. And obviously we have the Cheltenham Festival coming up next week, Aidan. It's probably your favourite time of the year um, in the racing calendar. Um, is the excitement building for you? Ah, it is at this stage now. We're not that far away. I go for the week every year and it's excellent. It also is good for Longshot Valley. We've had a lot of good festivals and a lot of big price winners. You'll find good horses running here at a big prices that you won't find during the year you'll find that the bookies are getting very competitive so you know you're going to get big prices about anything you fancy which works out over the long term in Cheltenham well hopefully Aidan you're going to be able to pick out a few winners for us here today so what we're going to do on today's episode is we're going to step through the four days of racing um, and go through some of the key races and some of Aidan's key long shot punts for each day and coming up first we're going to have a look at day one Okay, and day one, the Cheltenham Festival on the Tuesday. Um, obviously, some big races on the first day, but the first race you're going to look at for today is the Supreme. Yeah, Liam, I actually struggled with this race for a good while because it's a, it, this year there's no kind of big, say, Irish or English talking horse, really. And But just this morning, I've kind of I've gone along with um, Itchy Feet, who's at a big price at 25 to 1. He's actually beaten... Um, Grand Sansi earlier on and just failed to give Elixir the nuts five pounds at Cheltenham. So he's coursing distance farm and he's had a break since. And, you know, the trainer is, is in excellent form. And in actual fact, he should be probably around the same price as Elixir the nuts and the likes of Grand Sansi who are between eight and 12 to one. He's 25 to one and that's the value I'm going to go with in that race, I'd say. And Aidan, for a race like that and odds like that, how much are you going to lay on that on that race? Ah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm a small punter. I, in the first race every day, actually, I'm going to be taking Skybet up on their offer. There's free bets for €20 Euro for each race, each first race of the festival. And I mean, that kind of offer when you're there for the whole week, it actually adds up to a decent, you know, it's, it's a decent bet on each of these races. Do you know, for me anyway, that's my kind of, would be my average bet at the festival anyway. So I'll, in that race, I'll certainly be taking up the sky bet free offer there and, and, and it'll be going on itchy feet. Itchy feet, very good. Okay, second race of the day, we have the Arkle. Um, and you have a couple of, of of horses you fancy in this one. Yeah, now we're we're in a good position. Anyone following me on Twitter is in a good position in this race because we put up Hardline a couple of weeks ago at 25 to 1. Um, and he's now into third favourite, maybe it's 7 or 8 to 1. And 
you know, I, I mean, he's kind of a talking horse now in that a lot of the other uh, tipsters and that are tipping him up. But as I said, we're there at 25 to 1. So he's who we're really hoping for them. I liked his farm of beating us and them earlier on in the year. Uh, to me, it looks like some of the best two mile farm around. And in addition, though, with the soft ground, I'm going to, I, I've had a look and I have a feeling that Megan can may end up going for this race. He's been written off because he doesn't jump that great, but I think it's possible because of the good ground in Ireland. He, he was third at the festival last year in the Supreme. If he jumps better on good ground, he's 33 to 1 if he ends up going for this race. 33 to 1, non-runner, no bet which it's worth taking that value now. I mean, if he doesn't end up running and he goes for the JLT, which is on Thursday, um, you'll get your money back if he doesn't go. If he, do, if he does go, he's not a third street to one shot. So th- those are the two I'd go for there, both at big prices. But a hard line is our, you know, we're on a 25 to one. He's now seven. That that looks excellent value at the moment. And obviously, Aidan, the biggest race of the day on the first day is the champion hurdle. Um how do you see that one going or do you think that's it's going to be a bit of a shoe in um i i i think i actually think apples did you know should be very sharp price favor for this it's a long time since i remember a horse coming into the champion hurdle absolutely sluicing up in every race that year i mean she is close to favor she's two to one it's not my type of price but I reckon she's still a bit underestimated because just the pure form this year is a lot, a long way better than anything else. Horse like Lorena, very unexperienced, probably going to be too slow for this race, although this shot, the soft ground will help. Same with Boover there, the winner of the last two years in this race. But I just think, for me anyway, the Apple's Jade's farm this year is a, is a fair way clear and I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up winning by a decent distance in this but sure it, it's the race of the festival with those three runners anyway for sure and Aidan obviously you've been going to the Cheltenham Festival for the last 10 years or so did that race on the first day is there always a unique buzz around the track when, when that race comes on I tell you there's a, there is but there's a bigger buzz um, just before the first race uh, you know just because it's the whole thing is starting off there's a big roar from the crowd and that kind of thing um, the first day's racing is possibly the best day's racing at the, you know, between all the races, the best day's racing at the festival. But uh, the, that this year, the champion hurdle is probably the best champion hurdle in uh, at least a decade, if not more, with three big uh, fancied horses in it, all what seem around the same standards to their supporters. So it's going to be a good race. But actually before the Supreme is the, where the real buzz is because the crowd gets, you know, is worked up for that and there's a big roar from the crowd as it all starts off. The famous Cheltenham roar. Okay, well, look, the That's last it. race of, that we're going to look at on day one is the Mayor's race. A few a few options for yourself here in. Yeah, here, basically, I'm, you know, I'm against the favourite Benny Dudu, even though, say... Um, Ruby has mentioned this he's best rider at the festival I just think she won last year from a horse I picked actually who was 66 to 1 she just about won I think Limony is better value um, I, I, the, Limony was third the year before in a much better race has been running really well this year and at 7 or 8 to 1 is much better value than Benny to do I think she's around the same standard of horse so they should be around the same price so I'd be happy enough to go with Limony in that. At a big price, I'm going to look at slow motion as well. She's still entered. If she goes and on the day we get something like 50 to 1, I might go with that each way. Just because she's good. Her chase farm in the Galway Plate and that kind of thing is a lot better than most of the mares in this race. I mean, it's it tends to be a race that's dominated by three or four in the market. And it's the same here this time. 
and uh, just for a big price i'm going to go with slow motion but i'm i'm very sweet on limony at seven or eight to one just because i i'm against the favorite and then obviously that brings you to the end of day one um on the end of day one you're at you've been at the track obviously you hope to be up um leaving leaving after the first day how do you feel if you're leaving after day one and you're even? Is that is that still a good day for day one? Oh, that's all right. I mean, the the way it goes with me, maybe um, compared to everyone else, I'm just hoping to get a big price winner throughout the whole week. So if I'm back in long shots, I, I you know I'm I'm not expecting to get them all, you know, to get that many winners. I, I'm expecting them to have a chance, maybe get placed, and then hopefully one or two of them wins during the week. I take it as the whole week. You know, not really one day. Six or seven races is uh, not that many when you're back in, say, 25 to one shots. What you're really doing is just hoping to get the value between the whole 28 races. And funnily enough, the last day is our best day. So over the last 10 years, the last day would be by a long way our best day. So I tend not to get too worried about it if I'm down, you know, day one, day two. Okay, very good. Right, coming up next, we're going to have a look at day two, ladies' day. Okay, and Ladies' Day at Chentlem. How does it differ to, to Ladies' Day at the Galway races? It's the complete opposite. It's it's almost non-existent. You, you honestly will struggle to see anyone going around in any kind of ladies' outfit. You say it compares to Galway, you know, nine-tenths of the crowd in Galway Ladies' Day are there for Ladies' Day and not the racing. In Cheltenham, I mean, it's not 2%. You know, you, you, you just won't even notice it, barely. You won't notice the difference seeing that day and any other day. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there's champagne tents and stuff like that around the back that you will, you know, you'll see that. But in general, you just won't notice it. There's a huge crowd there, maybe 70,000. Um, you know, there's going to be like 50 people or 100 people even looking at that or involved in the in Ladies' Day. I mean, it adds to it for some people, but it's it's compl- it's way less than most of the other festivals like Royal Ascot or Galway or any of those things. Way less interest in it. The Cheltenham Festival is, is definitely for, for the racing purists. So in the, for the first race we're going to look at on, at Ladies' Day is, is the Coral Cup. Yeah, th- th- some of these handicaps, I'm going to go with some Willie Mullins horses because he, he hasn't had that great a year. And I think he's got some well-handicapped horses. Now, it's possible that the ground is going to be a bit softer this year than we had expected. And the likes of Scarpetta from Willie Mullins at a big price around 25 to 1, who ran a good race in the Supreme last year. Looks like value now. He's on a decent mark. That kind of That's the kind of horse I'll be going for here. It takes a bit of class to win this race. And he's, a, he's an unexposed... You know, second year novice could be ideal for the race. He's right off one fifty one. I mean, he he's not a low weight, but he'd be well handicapped and has um, Cheltenham farm on on possibilities. Anyway, he's a very good. He looks good to me. Also, I mean, talking horse last few days, uh, whiskey sour who should get into the race. He again has very good Cheltenham farm. He was third in the county last year. I mean, the price has come in a bit in the last few days. But he could, I think he's going to go off favourite. He, he'd probably go off six or seven to one. 12 to one is still available. 12 to one is not too bad on him. But I'm more than likely probably going to go with Scarpetta. And I'd say on the day we'll get maybe six places. So we might go each way six places with with him in that race. But he looks the value at the moment. And obviously, Ed, you've, like you said earlier, you've been going to the, the festival for the last 10 years and you often go with your brother. Um, and the two ye 
tend to bet on different horses at the track and, and you kind of go all in together yeah we we share our betting which is it's probably good advice for anyone who is going with another person like that i mean we were picking different horses in each race and if you you know it's trying to get head over 56 races when essentially both of us are picking probably none of us are picking favorites so it's a lot easier to make the value tell over 56 uh, shots than it is 28. So that's what we've been doing since the start. And it's, you know, it's worked out. I mean, he has had you know just about as much winners as I have. So between us, you know, we it's it's a lot easier to hit a, say, a 20 to one shot when you have 56 goals at it rather than just, you know, 28. It's quite difficult. You know, what seems like a lot of races, but if you're looking for value, um, 28 races is actually not that much you know so that's that's the way we do it and I'd say we continue to do that Six of us working for Aiden for the last few years the the, the big race obviously on, on the second day Aiden is the is the champion steeplechase what way do you think that's going to go? Well Altior is going to win anyway and I mean I'm, I'm, that's not news to anyone but if you're a, a liker of um, you know short price horses I think the best value of the whole festival for uh, short price horses in this race. Um, I think Min, who was second last year and has been second to Altior a few times, is a long way clear of every other horse in the race. And I think he's a, you know, he's long odds on to me anyway to come in second behind Altior. So in the betting without Altior, which will be certainly um, popular on the day because it's it's hard to get interested in, in backing Altior at the kind of price he is. I mean, he's, you know, he said three to one on, you know, that kind of thing is not going to interest too many. But Min is evens um, without Altior in the race, which to me certainly looks like value. And I, I mean, I, I would think he's more like a one to two shot. So actually, it, it's the one short price one I'd be even interested in the whole week. So that's definitely value. And I think it's the best short price bet of the week. So Min without Altior at evens. I think he's a long odds on in that in that market. So for a race like that, Aiden, where the odds are a lot lower, are you still going for your staple bet of five or ten or each way in this type of race? No, well, it wouldn't be each way in that race. Now I'll be back in Min um, to win um, in the without Altior market because I'm so confident in that. I don't mind on course. I don't mind backing the odd charter price one. I have to say, you know, what I'll put up on Twitter, I'll put up four or five selections each day on Twitter, and the most of them will be long price ones. But when I'm at the races, I'm backing in every race, and like in this race, you know, I'm very sweet on Min without Altior, so I'll I'll back that on the day. You know, but what I'll do on course is now is exactly the same as uh, what um, what I'll tip in the, I mean I'll be back in the horses I'll tip in the morning but you know there'll be another three or four races that I have not been picked in on Twitter I'm going to back in those races as well you know and then coming up then obviously you got the cross country which is coming up after the champion chase you've just had the, the big buzz of, of the of the the main race of the day um, are you looking for someone with some bigger odds in this one then yeah, this is actually one of our favourite races and one I've had a fair bit of success in in the past. Um, I, last year, I went for a 200 to 1 shot uh, called Chick Name and it got he ran really well. He ended up finishing fifth. I think he's going to run well again this year. I, I'm hoping the ground won't be heavy. It'll just be soft. If it's just soft ground, I think he'd stay a bit better. It's possible the race isn't as strong this year. So I reckon he he certainly has a chance of uh, being placed at a big price at the moment. He's about 50, 50 to one, maybe sixty six to one. We might get, we probably will get four places on the day. I'll certainly be backing him for four places. I mean, Tiger Roll is 
really likely to win this. It's going to be very hard to beat. But again, he's evens. And in this kind of race, that just is a value. Another value player may be Bally Casey. Bally Casey ran really well at Cheltenham earlier on in the year. And he was kind of a talking horse for a lot of people. But he was very poor in Punchestown. But it's a completely different type of track. It's full of banks and stuff. It just didn't suit him. He's going to come back to farm here. And now he may actually be value. He's still around 20 to 1. So that, that's probably value for Benny Casey. But my main pick here is going to be uh, Chic Name. And then in coming up in the bumper, then you're looking at a horse, um, meticulous 20 to 1. Yeah, we put him up again. You know, not much use to anyone listening to the podcast. We put him up a few weeks ago at 20 to 1 on Twitter saying that, you know, if you want to get on an 8 to 1 shot at 20 to 1, it's time to back this one. He's actually down to 8 to 1 now. He's third favourite. So. I still think if we could get a bit bigger than maybe, um, let's see what the biggest price he is. If you can get maybe 10 to 1 about him, it's still value. So there's a bit of 10. 10 is actually 12 to 1 about. I, I'd be happy to back him again, you know, at 12 to 1 for anyone who's done already. But as I said, we're on at, at 20 to 1, and that's definitely value at this stage. But I wouldn't put anyone off um, backing him now at 12 to 1. I just reckon. He can turn the tables at Envoyal. I'd imagine he's been set up for this race in particular. He looks like a horse is going to stick his head down up that hill as well. Uh, I think he's going to be suited by the race. And, um, you know, he's, he'd be one of my favourites. I mean, this is one of my bets of the week, actually. Bets of the week. There you go. You heard it here first on the Longshot Value Podcast. Okay, coming up next, we're going to have a look at Day 3, St. Patrick's Day. Okay, in day three, the festival, St. Patrick's Day, obviously the Irish and Cheltenham um, go hand in hand and this year is the, the highest number of Irish horses entering. Um, but you yourself tend to stay away from, from backing a lot of the Irish favourites as they often don't tend to be great value at Cheltenham. They haven't been in the past. You know, there's been too many. I mean, when I mean in the past, I mean like say between 12 and, you know, couple of years ago there were Irish favourites in every race and they just weren't winning then but that would suit me because I'd be tend to look more at the UK farm anyway I mean I'm kind of brought up watching Channel 4 racing on a Saturday so I tend to know more about the UK horses now funnily enough this year when I look at my selection there's actually a lot of Irish horses in it but that's mainly because they're maybe value this year whereas in the past the Irish horses tended to be over bet so I wouldn't go for them I mean I'm not a flag waving you know I'm not certainly not going to only pick Irish horses I'm going to look at both and just pick the value in each race I mean don't get me wrong now you know if a big Irish horse if you know wins the say if uh, Presenta Percy wins the Gold Cup or something like that I'll go down and I, you know I'll I roar on there no problem right but when it comes to actually picking a horse I, I'm going to be picking as many UK ones as Irish ones I'm just going to pick the value in each race Okay Aidan then first up on day three the pretemps what way is that going to go down? Now, this is one of the more difficult races at the festival. Um, it's a horse I've picked before uh, at Cheltenham. It has a couple of good runs at Cheltenham. And just has been, to me, looks like he's been um, ready for a decent run in this race. He had a nice break. It's wait for me. Um, I mean, it's a while since he had a win and stuff like that. But he has a bit of back class and he has some farm at the festival before. He's a big price. He's going to be 33 to 1, something like that. That race would be difficult to pick now. But at the moment, I'm going for a wait for me. It just looks to me like, you know, he'll, he's on a good mark and he'll be he'll be up for this race. And at the moment, that's how I'm picking there. Big price, 33 to 1. And I won't be backing that until the morning of the race where you get all the extra places. The extra places are very important in telling them if you're backing outsiders. You're going to get six places on that race. 
and that makes a big difference Aiden then the Ryanair coming up next you're looking at a similar price horse at 33 to 1 there as well yeah me, that was actually my first bet of the year um, that I put up on Twitter for Cheltenham was Coney Island each way at 33 to 1 he's actually still available at 33 to 1 I, I sort of had assumed that the race would cut up more and you know he may end up being one of the better rated horses in the race hasn't quite worked out like that um, it's probably going to be a tough race but he's certainly still value at 33 to 1 he's an unexposed horse really and uh, you know he hasn't had that many runs compared to a lot of the field on his day he's capable of winning a race like this he's certainly value at 33 to 1 it'd be nice to get the first couple of races of the day two 33 to 1 winners if you have to fly and start there Aiden. <laughs> he would yeah well any one of them would be fine you know <laughs> alright the stairs Aiden. what way is that going to go down now the stairs um, I'm probably I mean, this is a difficult enough race. I'm probably going to get um, going to back Sam Spinner each way. I mean, it looks like he's a big price. He's 50 to 1. I just have a feeling that if they ride him a bit better this year, he went off too slow last year and he still ended up running well, ended up in fourth or fifth place, not that far behind. If he gets a better ride this year um, and, you know, is quicker earlier on or whatever, and he can put a few of these in trouble and he will stay on. I think he's possibly value at 50 to 1. I mean, I'll be, like a lot of the Irish, I'll be cheering Faheen on, who's a, an older horse who, you know, is still a class horse. And I'll be kind of hoping he wins, to be honest, just so I can be there to see it. But um, for me, probably in this race, I'm going with Sam Spinner at a very big price, around 50 to 1. I'm also interested in a horse who I kind of wanted to follow this year, who surprisingly might end up running this race, called Petit Mouchoir. You know, I think he's a fair bit of class. He's some good Cheltenham farm. We have no idea whether he's, this is a stairs race, we have no idea whether he's going to stay three miles, but he's going to be around the 40 to 1 mark. To me, that looks like value as well. I'll probably end up on the day going with both of those each way. And Aidan, obviously we spoke at the top of the show around the, the sky bet offer, but you tend to, although you're on Twitter, it's long shot value, you love to bet at the track itself at Cheltenham. Ah, it's much more fun. I mean, I believe I'll take all those free bet offers that are going, no problem, before I get to the track, that kind of thing. But, you know, it's way, you'd have to be going up to the, I mean, you'd have to be going to the bookies for each race and having a bet. It's part of the crack. We go around looking for the best price, you know, I mean, and compared to other race meetings, there is actually value on the course in Cheltenham. I mean, they're all looking for, you know, the bookies are competing there, unlike a lot of the other meetings. So, no, I'd I'd have to have a, a bet on course for each race. It's just part of the the whole scene and I don't think you can be beaten either that feeling when you go up to the bookies and you're getting that cold hard cash back into your hand it's a bit different than getting it into your online account oh it is I, you know, there's nothing like getting a big bunch of sterling you know when you're when you're going back in the evening you know, at the end of a race there's nothing like it you know um, it's certainly better than that and, and being the often for us or what we're hoping for is that um, like we're almost the only ones you know shouting the horse home because we've picked some kind of you know third street to one shot and he's winning the rest of the crowd will be quiet and hopefully you'll see, you know, one or two Kilkenny lads roaring home a big price and be virtually the only ones roaring them home. That's happened a few times and that's about the best feeling you'll get. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see a couple of those. And the last race of the day we're going to look at day three is the, the Brown Advisory Plate. Again, this is one of my early picks. Um, it's a handicap horse I, I felt this year would do something. Now, he has been a little bit disappointed. I think there's been excuses, though. Um you know, he's going to be around. I haven't backed a 33 to 1 non runner, no bet. He'll certainly be going for this race. He, he actually he ran very soon, uh, only only about a week ago, which I was kind of surprised by, but he showed up well. And 
I just have a feeling this is his trip. He's running these, Cheltenham holds these two mile five races, uh, about four of them a year. He's run well in them before. He's run well at the festival before. I'll be hoping the ground isn't too soft for him. He likes decent ground. If he gets decent ground, we haven't picked a 33 to one with five places. I'll be very surprised if he's out of the five places in this race, if it's decent ground. So that's still, that 33 to one is still available. And, um, you know, I think once the, once the ground doesn't go too soft, he, he's not going to be too far away. He's going to get competitive at 33 to one. All right, coming up next, that brings us to the end of day three. We're going to have a look at the biggest day of the Cheltenham Festival, the Gold Cup Day. Gold Cup Day, the last day of racing in Cheltenham Maiden. We're going to have a look at a few races here in the last day. First up, we're going to have a look at the Albert Bartlett. Yeah, in this race, uh, I fancy Ryan Stone. Um, the Irish horse, he was, there was nothing between himself and Commander Fleet at the Dublin Racing Festival. And I just feel he's another horse that looks to get his head down. Looks like a very strong stare. And I, I'd be very surprised if he wasn't uh, very close here at the end of this race. Uh, with this race, it's one of those races now, it's difficult to tell who's going to run because it, that's on a Friday and there's a lot of horses entered. But for me at the moment, Rhinestone looks a bit of value at 10 or 12 to 1. In addition, here I'm probably going to go with a, a, another big price horse in first, first approach for Noel Mead. He was... He was catching both Ryan Stone and Commander of Fleet in the Dublin Race Festival. I think he's going to be suited by the trip here. This is a and he's had a lot of runs, which is what normally works in this particular race. Needs a bit of experience. It's a, it's a, a long race for novices. I'm hoping he's going to be maybe thirty three to one, forty to one, and I I quite fancy him to get quite close in this. So on the day I'll be going with first approach each way, and at the moment it looks like Ryan Stone is the value. So actually two Irish horses there. I'm going for in that race bucking the trend there Aiden with a couple of Irish horses obviously Aiden, you're at the track on Gold Cup Day it's probably the biggest day of the festival where do you go to get the best vantage point at Cheltenham I will be just I mean even on Gold Cup you'll, you'll see people saying that they won't go on Gold Cup that there's too many people there you can't see anything That that's not true um, you need to get up and stand on Gold Cup Day anyway 10 minutes before the races start you know and we'll do that you need to view the screen because in Cheltenham the course is off to the left, actually, unlike a lot of courses where the stands are straight in front of the general, the whole course in Cheltenham, the stands are in front of the finish and the course is off to the left. You need to be able to see the screens because you won't see much, you know, with your naked eye unless you have binoculars and that kind of thing. But on Gold Cup Day, you need to be up a few minutes earlier than you would the rest of the week, maybe 10 minutes. So, you know, you're looking at getting your bet, looking at the horses, getting your bet on and getting up into the stand 10 minutes before the race starts and you will see everything. You know, despite what lads think, there's a bigger crowd. The crowd isn't that much bigger. You know, they're getting maybe eighty thousand on Gold Cup day, maybe sixty-five, seventy on the other the other days. So there's big crowds all days. But I mean, it's only a matter of getting into the stand ten minutes, and you will get somewhere to see it ten minutes before the race. No problem. And then on to the Gold Cup itself. What what are your thoughts here? Um, I think the likes of presenting Percy is just too short. I mean, he could be a great horse. He hasn't run over fences this year. You know, so I, I would ignore him. I mean, if he wins it, he's the favourite. He wins, you know, fair play, but um, he's not my type of bet. I actually like Mike Bite, who was second last year. Now, he's been very poor this year, but I'm hopeful. Nicky Henderson has a bit of a record of getting these horses back uh, for the big day. And he, he looks value to me at around 14 to 1. Maybe you get a bit bigger on the exchanges, maybe 16, 18 to 1. That race last year, the two, Native River and, and Might Bite, were miles there of everything else. And it really was a tough race. And I just think if he can do something similar to that again, 
I'm not sure the younger horses this year can cope with that. Now, he needs better ground. Um, Native River will be very hard. If the ground turns up soft in Goa Cup, the, a Native River is going to be, for me, almost impossible to beat in this. But at the moment, it looks like I'm hopeful that it's going to be good soft ground. And anything like that, I, I, I'd fancy might bite to run a big race here at a big price. In addition, maybe Tisselcrack, you know, one of my favourite horses, and this is 16 to 1. Um, I thought his run in the King George was very good as well, where he was second to one of the favourites here at Clandesobo. But my main selection, this is probably going to be Mike Bite. And Aidan, the Gold Cup finishes in Chetlam. Do we see the crowd starting to filter out or is, do you still get excited for the last three races of the day? And what's the next race we look at? Um, well, we I certainly like the... We have a good record on the Friday in the other races, in the likes of the Fox Hunter, which is after the Gold Cup, and particularly the, the Grand Annual, which we've had a number of winners over the last 10 years and all that, you know, up to 50 to 1. So we've had some good winners. It is the one day that people, some people will leave a bit earlier, all right. You, you will find that um, by the time the last race, there will be, you know, half the crowd will be there. But, um, it's you know, it's generally still a massive crowd. And we I'd certainly be watching every race because all the races at Cheltenham are competitive. And, you know, they're all being built up for the whole year every race so i mean even the following race even fox hunter be one of the best races we'd have as well we've had a winner a number of times and even though it's completely different to gold cup it's over the gold cup trip and it's a, a you know good few rungs on the ladder down from the gold cup there's still a, a, a you know it's been built up all year in hunter chases so you know, it's still very interesting to me anyway and any national hunt fan i'd imagine so and you're tired and you're weary after the end of of, of day four racing do you do you Get in the car and say heading for the boat. Are you? What's the plan? No, well, um, well, we've been lucky over the years and that we're not too tired and weary because we've had uh, a couple of winners. Of, uh, like Friday's been our best day, so last few years we've been tending to come out of there bouncing. You know, now hopefully the same thing happens this year. But um, actually, this year we have a different plan. Um, we're actually going to go to the go to the rugby match, which is you know we're almost passing on the way back to the boat on the Saturday. Anyway, we we stay till Saturday. So this year we've extended it by a day till Sunday and uh, we're actually going to take in the, the Ireland-Wales match on the way home. Hopefully you'll have a, another victory there as well. All right, we yeah, be tough on Wales are flying at the moment. Um, all right, well, let's just take a quick break and we'll come back and wrap up. Okay, we've had the four days of racing there, the insights and the previews from Aidan O'Hara from At Longshot Value. Also, Aidan, an interesting um, part of the Cheltenham Festival is the Presbury Cup. Yeah, this is a kind of a, something that's happened in the last few years. And it, to me, this year, the prices is wrong. I, Ireland are, you know, sharp price favourites for it. Um, God, I would think the UK will win. The UK have won this most years. They have more runners and that kind of thing. But last year, Ireland won well. But this year we have much less sharp price favourites. I mean, almost hardly any sharp price favourites. So to me, uh, the UK should be quite sharp to win this. So that, that's definitely value. I, I would I would imagine that uh, you know Great Britain will win uh, a good few more races than the Irish over the whole week. Not that that you know maybe not in the big race, but just overall. You know, so hopefully I won't mind that I've picked a few of the, the you know the British winners. But sure, we'll see how that goes. But I reckon that's definitely value six to four, maybe seven to four in a place. 
um, is certainly valued um, for uh, the UK in the Presbury Cup. And Aidan, what can your followers on Twitter expect the four day at the four days of the festival? Will you be tweeting live from the track or the night before, morning of? Um, I the only tweet anyway. I, I you tend not to have time to tweet at the track. Uh, if we have a big prize winner. Uh, you know, I'd probably tweet a picture of the winner in the win- in the winner's enclosure, that kind of thing. I wouldn't do uh, tips from the track. What I'd be doing is I look at the horses the day before. If I see some value, I'll put up a tip the day before. But lately, I've been doing them in the morning. The value, the best value for picking big price horses tends to be kind of 9, 10, 11 o'clock the following morning where the bookies are competing and something that might be 33 to 1 the day before, you might get 40, 50 to 1. And those that's big margins if you're picking uh, big price horses and you're you know playing each way and that kind of thing. So you'll probably find that most of my tips will be the morning of the race at Chelsea. Okay, listeners, you heard it here at Longshot Value for all the hot tips over the four days of the Cheltenham Festival and also at longshotvalue.com. Aidan O'Hara, thanks very much for joining us and bringing us your, your Cheltenham preview. Um, best of luck with the travels over and hopefully you come back on top and with your followers getting some winners along the way as well hopefully then thanks for this have a good one everyone thank you for listening to the at and shot value podcast we'll be back with you again soon take care and away they go Wicklow Brave is tanking along for Paul Town in the coming there very strongly now and Wicklow Brave sweep past the whole field in the county